boy's getting hungry Mr. Wind, bitch, and I'm coming with the munchies now Serve me a plate, you know what it is The mixed greens, potato salad, and a rack of ribs Prior knowledge, and we cooking on the beat Season the track, I'm coming raw, the slaughter meat This shit is slapping, awesome Chris Rock shit Now acknowledge me, ho, I'm on my big dog shit And I'm white and skinny, and I'm far from piggy And I'm ready to die, so who wanna come with me? Low down and shifty, my chick is real pretty Her booty big too, wish she wanna get with me Long hair, scallywag, swagger of a Kelly dad Ask me if I give a fuck, the answer is I never have Eating a chopped cheese, I'm sipping coffee While I'm sitting in the kitchen while your girlfriend talks me When's lunch, your boy's getting hungry Mr. Wind, bitch, cause I'm coming with the munchies Serve me a plate, man, you know what it is Mixed greens, potato salad, a rack of ribs uh, When's lunch, your boy's getting hungry Mr. Wind, bitch, and I'm coming with the munchies Serve me a plate, man, you know what it is Mixed greens, potato salad, a rack of ribs uh, Yeah, so this is gonna be the, I guess I'm gonna call it the When's Lunch Podcast. Literally sat down with a bunch of fucking names and I couldn't come up with anything. But all I kept thinking was, bro, I need to come up with something so this shit could be over. I'm fucking hungry. So, kind of goes hand in hand with what I was thinking and what it should be. So, this is the When's Lunch Podcast. I don't really have any real ideas for this. So, I'm literally just gonna speak... Just kind of stream of consciousness. I feel like that's the only way that I can really do this. I tried writing things down, like things that I would try to talk about, but I feel like I really can't go off of that way. I can go that way like if I'm doing like a group podcast because everyone kind of needs to have an outline because not everyone is as organized mentally where they can just kind of riff. So some people do need an outline like that. So I'm willing to, to comply that way if I'm doing it in a group setting, but I can't do it if I'm doing a solo show. Literally, if I'm just talking to myself, it's going to be fucking stupid if I just write down shit and be like, what's next to talk to myself about? So this is probably the best way that I can do it. I keep getting notifications on my phone from eBay. Like I have so many things on my watch list because I'll I'll just be scrolling through eBay. I'll find some things and I'm like, all right, well, let me go ahead and just check on that later. So then I just constantly get the reminders that are like, it's this, the, the bidding is ending soon. It's almost gone. Yada, yada, yada. But another thing about eBay is I've been getting into collecting fucking trading cards. And it's just like random trading cards. Like it's nothing even worth like money in the long run whatsoever. But it's just like the weirdness of me having to collect an entire series. I, like most people could be nowadays could be like Pokemon cards, or Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It was big when I was a kid. It's made a big comeback now. I don't have the energy to invest into building decks like magic decks. All that shit. I don't have energy to invest in a building the best deck and challenging people and taking their bread. I just don't have that energy in me. So I collect the randomest trading cards. Like Harry Potter had this trading card game back in the day when like it first came out. And they did a few different sets. But it was like a type of game where you, you could play against people. It was like a battle type game. And it came with like a like a sheet where you could actually play the cards. And I remember being young and like playing that and playing fucking with hero clicks remember playing it inside like my friend's hallways and shit like that and we would play with hero clicks we would play the harry potter trading card game we would play fucking pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, of course but like i remember back then if like people talk about digimon for some reason we'd be like ew we talk about digimon for no one no one watches digimon no one plays digimon for some reason, it felt like if you had Digimon cards or anything like that, then you were definitely the poor kid. 
And that wasn't saying a lot because we all lived in the projects. Like we were all poor. But anyway, yeah, I keep getting notifications from eBay because I keep ordering cards off of eBay. So all these cards just keep getting delivered and I'll go check my mail and I literally have like six or seven envelopes with like individual cards with the toppers and shit like that in it. It's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like fun. It's a fun little trip to the mailbox and I get to come back and I get to put them inside the sleeves and I get to put them inside the cases and shit like that. It's just like the whole nostalgia feeling, I guess, from like being a kid and I hate nostalgia shit, but it is cool. It's fun like holding the pack of cards and just sifting through them. But like I did like the Harry Potter trading card game and like I have I have all of the the first deck, like the initial series. There's like a uh, 117 or like 126 of those cards, some shit like that. And then they had like three or four decks after that. And I've been trying to collect those, but like it's fun to collect them when they're like a dollar a piece, you know, like two bucks a piece. You're like, oh shit, I could finish out this deck, but then in the long run, you realize you drop like $100 on these fucking useless, worthless cars that no one gives a shit about. Like, they've been sitting up on eBay for God knows how long before you came along and bought them, you dumb fuck. But that's what made it fun. So I found like a, a whole set of, I guess, there was this company called Inkworks back in the day. And they went out of business and they used to do sets of like cards for TV series and movies and shit like that. And they had the Sopranos set. And I'm a huge Sopranos fan. Like, religious Sopranos fan. And they had the Sopranos trading card set. And I found the entire base set. Like, they get 70 cards or something like that. 72 cards. I found the whole set for, like, $4. Perfect condition. And I was like, fuck yeah, why not? I'm a huge Sopranos fan. I'll collect anything actually Sopranos merchandise related. So I bought it. And I, but that got me invested. I was like, oh shit, well, what other cards do they have from this series? Because every trading card set that basically is released by Inkworks comes with all these type of variations, like every other trading card company. So I found out that there were like three other type of variations, three other type of sets, things like that. So I collected all those, and the only ones I have left to get are the fucking autographed ones. And they're not even that expensive, but the problem is, is they don't have all of the autographs available out there. And what I mean by that is on eBay, when I'm looking for all the autographs, I'm finding a lot of them, but they don't have every single one because certain people are not going to want to actually do away with their actual autograph cards from people who you probably won't get an autograph from again. I'm not sure if James, I can't remember, I have a list, but I can't remember if James Gandolfini is one of the people that actually signed a card and it was released or if it was just he had a non-signature card because they had all these autograph cards that weren't released like they had them ready to be signed but inkworks went out of business at the time so they never got them signed and they just kind of sat around yeah it, it's a whole investment i don't know i'm a fucking loser like like thank god thank god i have a girlfriend because if i didn't i it would be very very difficult for me to get one it's to the point where like i'm collecting re like like really really stupid fucking stupid cards like i got the sopranos inkworks and I don't know why, what made me get this, but I also got the Osborns Inkworks sets. And that's fucking stupid because I'm going to get invested into getting all these Osborne cards. And then it comes down to the autographs. And then, of course, one of them is Ozzy Osborne. 
And I'm not trying to drop a fucking a grand on an Ozzy Osbourne autographed card that I'm going to look at, put inside a case, then put in my closet, and then probably never, ever pull out ever again. This is the whole point of this fucking stupid shit. Why am I even collecting this? It's like I'm hoarding, but it's so small that it's not really hoarding, and I feel like it's going to be worth money later on down the line. But it's probably not, because again, this autographed Ozzy Osbourne card has probably been sitting on eBay for how fucking long? Nobody wants it. Nobody's collecting this shit. What the fuck is wrong with me? Anyway, I'll probably end up buying it. I'll probably end up buying all of them. All the autographs. That way I can complete the set and then I could sell it. And then no one's probably going to pay for it. But at least it's a complete set. Autographs and all. All the special edition cards and shit. Promo cards. The promo cards are what is actually what's fun about fucking chasing them down. Like so many sets have promo cards. And they don't even know because like certain promo cards were released from like blockbuster and like suncoast video exclusively so they're like different they're the same exact picture as every other promo card but like they're numbered differently so there is technically a difference it's it, it's so stupid but it's like the the fun little uh, adhd in me so yeah i've just been on ebay doing all that shit so hunting down cards i think that's what's what's majority of the fun of it is like you just get a complete list of the cards and you're like, all right, well, what can I buy inside a lot? Does anyone have the complete set available? Is it cheap enough for the complete set? Do you just want to build the card set yourself? There's like levels to this shit for some reason. And for some reason, I'm really invested. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't really care. It's just kind of my thing right now. It's passing my time. You know, I'm not buying drugs. So it's a good way of spending my money. No drugs, no guns weapons i mean i live in arizona so like the weapon thing it doesn't matter you should have a weapon in arizona you know right to carry fuck it flex your amendment rights yep so the trading card shit has just kind of been the thing that i've been on another thing i've been on as far as collecting like i'm I'm really big into collecting action figures certain sets certain things things like that i have a pretty sizable collection right now it was much bigger prior to me moving into this apartment I sold like two bins of shit because I just didn't have the room and there's no really no purpose of me just having it inside a box and I don't have the patience to wait long-term value if I don't see the value at the moment if I'll be honest with you at least when it comes to like collectibles like cards and fucking action figures and shit it's just like I I, I like the, I like the display purposes so sometimes I just want to take them out of the box so I'll buy things with the intent of holding on to it so it can you know be put inside a case and gather some more some more value over the years because it'll become more increasingly harder to get, yada, yada, yada. But I don't really have that fucking energy. I just want to take it out and display it and make it look sick. But I don't know. I guess that's the the inner monologue I have with myself every time I purchase something. Uh, but another thing I've been big on collecting right now is fucking wrestling DVDs. Like, I have a, I have a massive wrestling DVD collection right now. A shit ton of burn stuff that's like not in cases. It's just in regular like slim jewel cases. But they're all piled up inside my closet. I've mad I like I, I like collecting the, the pay per view DVDs. I don't really like the anthology sets like the three discs and like the compilation sets. I really like the DVD sets. Just kinda like the just going through the years of each pay per view project that has been put out there. WWE, now AEW's in the fold i have a bunch of tna dvds for some reason it's just like a ridiculous thing of collecting where like i'm eventually just going to get sick of it in six months and i'm probably just going to pack away and i'll probably end up putting it back on ebay you know it just comes full circle that way 
it's not really that big of a deal, bruh. My ex bitch magazine tripping on a new nigga. I'm coolin'. I'm over here fucking on two new bitches. But we can still fuck those long ass niggas cool with it. Oh, pimp daddy slow. Watch your mate dragging on the floor. As soon as I walk through the door. Church, I'm by my fucking chicken like church. Bitches digging me like hoes in the dirt. This is like work. I've been an ill nigga since birth. You niggas gassed up like burps. Astro turf is what you smoking on. I'm smoking on actual perf. Shit hit you like an astro to earth. Ooh, moving like a U-Haul do. Cross the state lines, making loot. You all lose. I'm making W's like I'm spelling vacuum. Someone say bless you cause I'm getting at you. You niggas basic, you fake sick. Fucking hypochondriacs. Facts. Get high, stay low key and stack. 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 Shit. Oh my god, I know this shit sound like shit, nigga. You fucking nigga. <laughs> I'm bullshitting this whole fucking person. The other day I went out and I had to go to the dispensary and I had to go to the vape shop. And on the way there, I was like, hmm, should I go to the vape shop first or should I go to the dispensary first? And I was like, all right, let me hit the dispensary first and then I'll hit the vape shop after. So I stopped at the dispensary and I went in and I'm waiting in the in the line. And there's a guy already up at the at the counter and he's trying to haggle with the guy behind the counter. Like the guy tells him the total. He He's like, it comes out, it's like a two for 35 and then plus tax, it comes out to this. And he's like, oh, plus tax. He's like, well, I got 31. Can you do 31? And he was like, what do you mean? Can I do 31? He was like, well, can you do $31 and just, and he was like, no, I can't. This isn't a price I can adjust. Like <laughs> this is a set price that's in place by the state. Sorry. He's like, well, all I have is $31. I mean, that's, can we do that? And he's literally trying to haggle with the fucking guy. And the guy's sitting behind the counter like, bro, I'm not a drug dealer. I'm just a bud tender. I'm a guy who just hands out weed that's already been packaged for you. We don't even package it inside this building. I don't have the capability of hooking you up. So, like, instead of saying all that, you know, because that doesn't sound the most professional, I guess, now that I hear it. But he was thinking it. You could see it on his face. But instead of saying all that, he looks back at the guy's account. He's like, look, bro, you got $11.50 in points. You want to just use that? He was like, oh, yeah, I'll use my points. So it, it ended up coming out to like $31, luckily for him, including taxes. But the shit was hilarious because he was literally trying to haggle with him. And he was like, bro, I don't set these prices. These prices are set either by the company and it's all regulated by the state. So it's not like I have an option to be like, hey, you know what? I could do this for you. You know what? You've been cool with me. I can go ahead and do this for you as well. Like, bro, this is not street weed. We can't just do that for you. That's not how this works. So I was irritated by that. And the guy was like taking forever. And I'm just like standing in line. And there's already another person in front of me. And that guy gets done, does his transaction, walks out. The lady in front of me goes up there. So now I'm next in line. I'm waiting for her to get finished. She's up there. The guy goes and gets her shit. It's like two grams of wax or whatever, or two grams of weed, whatever the fuck she got. Either way, she said that online it was listed as a hybrid, and the guy's like, no, 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 this is a sativa. And if you don't smoke marijuana, or you don't understand weed and strains and shit like that, 
there are basically three different types of strains, indica, sativa, and hybrid, which is a hybrid of both indica and sativa. So indica will bring you down, sativa brings you up, to say the least. All right, I'm not going to go ahead and get into the specifics of it. So if you get a hybrid, you're going to get a little bit of both. She wanted a little bit of both or something like that. And she said that, oh, it's listed on the website as as a sativa. Or maybe it was the opposite. I don't know. Maybe it was the opposite. Whatever the fuck it was. She didn't want it. It wasn't listed correctly. She was like, oh, I don't want that then. So the guy's like, oh, you don't want these? She's like, no, 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 no. What else do you have? So now she's standing in the online orders. This line where literally you're supposed to place an order. You go real quick and come pick it up. That's the whole idea behind this line. Now she's standing in this line knowing damn well because she had said they did this to me last week online. The guy keeps updating it wrong. So she knew this was going to happen again. So now she's like, I don't want those. What else do you have? So now the guy who's doing online orders had already deal with two fucking morons back to back. The first guy's trying to haggle and now she's trying to just do a complete order in the online order line. Bro, no, that's not what this place is for. Please make your way over to the other fucking line and go wait with the other people who were standing there who didn't decide to make an online order. I'm over here because I made an online order and I'm just trying to get in and out, bro. Come on. No. She wants to see every fucking thing that they have on the goddamn menu. So I'm literally standing there for another 15 fucking minutes until I get called up there. I grab my shit. I dip out. I make my way over to the fucking vape shop. Literally, I was standing in the dispensary for like 35 fucking minutes. 35 minutes for what? I was like, yo, maybe halfway through, I was like, I should maybe I should just run over to the vape shop real quick and just make my way back over here. Then I was like, no, you've already made it here halfway. You dedicated your time. You're not going to do that. So just stand in fucking line a little bit longer. So I waited it out. It was like 35 minutes I was in there. I made my way over to the vape shop. I go in there. There's one person working in this vape shop, all right? And she always helps me out. I go in there, and I always get my coil. She's the only one that can just know when she just looks at my, my vape. She's like, oh, let me see your mod. And she looks at the tank, and she's like, all right, this is the coil you need. She goes straight for it. Every other person I go in there and I get my shit from... They never fucking know. They always have to pull it out. And they're like, oh, which one is this? And then they're guessing. Then they're pulling shit out of the boxes. They're like, is it this one? Is it this one? Is it this one? No, it doesn't matter which one it is. You have it wrong. But she's in there and she's helping this guy already. And the guy's trying to buy a new mod. So he's sitting there and he's looking at all the fucking, all the batteries and all the different colors. And he keeps talking about like how he just stocked up on all these different coils for his other piece. And I'm just standing there looking at the disposable ones. I'm waiting for her to finish with him. I'm not being rude. I'm not like staring at her like hurry the fuck up. I'm not staring at him. I'm just waiting patiently. But where I have to wait is like directly next to where he's standing. And it's pretty close. But I'm not moving because I need something over here. I need this disposable. There's one left. Literally, I'm not walking away just in case. Plus, maybe a little bit of alpha male shit popped into my head. I'm like, you're not going to push me out of this space. I need shit to hurry the fuck up. I digress. So I keep standing there and I'm waiting and she's like being patient and she's like working with him and he's like literally going on a rant about his old vape. Like, bro, we don't give a fuck. Just hurry up and buy this new one you're talking about. Then he's like, all right, let me see every color you guys have of this one. Literally, she's pulling out every single color and she's like, all right, which one do you want? So he gets it. And then he's standing at the fucking, at the goddamn checkout, 
finishes this transaction, does the purchase, puts his goddamn card back in his fucking wallet, and she's standing there like, have a good day. And he's standing there talking about his old vape and how hopefully this one doesn't break or doesn't pop open when he drops it on the ground. Bro, you got a mod that has removable batteries. What do you think is going to happen if it drops? doesn't matter how fucking strong the goddamn magnets are. Unless it locks or is actually built that way, it's going to pop open if it drops from a certain distance above. That's just how gravity works, you dipshit. I was just annoyed. He was taking fucking forever. I was literally just in there to grab a disposable vape and just walk the fuck out. And I was in there for another 20 minutes. And I'm not even I'm not even bullshitting about these times. I know these times because while I'm waiting, I'm staring at my phone. And while I'm staring at my phone, I see the time. I'm timing how long this is taking so I could rant about it on this fucking podcast. It's bullshit. I hate it. It's so goddamn annoying, bro. But yeah, nonetheless, I got my vape and I got everything I needed from the dispensary. And then I came home and I relaxed, watched some wrestling, chilled out, maybe cooked some food. I don't know. The other night I cooked some baked ziti and I didn't even use ziti. I just used shells because I didn't have ziti, but Baked shells sounds like you're making stuffed shells, and then that's that's an actual dish. So I'm not going to say baked shells. But I made like baked ziti with shells. Lots of ricotta, lots of ricotta cheese, lots of regular cheddar cheese. Got the shredder, you know, just insert a block of cheese and just spin that goddamn handle. And it just shreds up that cheese real nicely. So I layered that on top. I defrosted some sauce I made last week. I like to make a sauce, you know, every couple weeks. Because you can always use a sauce for anything. Chicken parm, pasta, spaghetti. I don't know. Spice it up. Maybe you can put it on uh, some steak. little steaky steak with some marinara. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. It sounds fucking disgusting. But I made this baked ziti. It was a fat tray of baked ziti too. Like I did like a box and a half of shells for some reason. It, it, was, it was like a pound and a half of meat. Mad cheese, mad ricotta cheese. And I just like layered the shit inside this fucking, inside the Pyrex dish. And then I threw that inside the oven. Let that bake for a little bit. Got a nice coat of cheese on the top. And it's like real cheese, you know, so it's not like the processed shit that doesn't really melt. And I, you just forget what real cheese smells like. It always reminds me of nachos. Anytime I make nachos, you have to use real cheese. Because if you don't use real cheese when you're putting nachos inside the oven then that shit will catch on fire. I'm telling you, I almost set so many houses on fire because of nachos burning inside the oven. So you got to use real cheese so that way, one, it melts properly and it doesn't fucking, it doesn't just like crisp on top. If you want a nice crisp, you know, make, make some goddamn, uh, some, some breadcrumbs topping, you know, make, make a breadcrumb crisp topping for your baked ziti. I would have done that. I didn't have time with the oil and the breadcrumbs. I didn't have time for that. I just wanted to make a nice fucking dish. So I boiled the pasta. I heated up the sauce on the on the stovetop inside a pot. Or a saucepan, as some people call it. It's a little pot. It's a little pot with a handle. Stop playing. It's a saucepan, though. I heated up the shit there. I, I, I cooked the meat. I threw the meat inside the sauce. And then I let that cook into the sauce a little bit. And then when I was done with the noodles, I strained the noodles... Or uh, the shells. I shouldn't say noodles. I guess that's different. I, I strained the shells. I put it back in there. And then I threw the fucking I sauce, the meat sauce in there. Some people call it gravy. It's a meat sauce. I threw that inside there. I just kind of moved it around. 
Got that little bubbly bubbly going. Cooked that into the shells a little bit. And then I threw that bad boy inside the fucking the Pyrex. I threw that inside the Pyrex and then I layered some ricotta cheese all over. The, the, the key thing with the baked ziti is some people will like, they'll layer it and then they'll smear it, you know, like they'll like kind of spread out the ricotta cheese across it. I don't like doing that. I like to have mine in spurts. So I will literally just take a scoop, a spoonful of ricotta and I'll just like, and I'll smack it onto the goddamn pasta in different spots, random spots, like little, like little, uh, like little mines in a minefield of ricotta cheese, little ricotta cheese mines just layered throughout my baked ziti or my baked shells, not stuffed shells. Don't be confused. And it was good. So I just kind of dropped it in there, kind of a couple different lines, but like big scoops, you know? So that way, when it comes out the oven like it did, with that nice, ooey, gooey layer of fucking cheese on top, I was just digging into it. And then as you dig into it, you're taking literally scoops of ricotta cheese, of that ricotta, and it's baked at that point. So it's nice, and it's like, not firm, but it's like, not chewy, but it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's delicious. Uh, That's what it is. I'll describe it that way. It's delicious. And it comes out that way. So that way, when, you, when you're piling it onto the plate or into the bowl or however you do it, when you mix it around with your fork, that layer of cheese that was on top is now being incorporated into the middle, which is now pushing the ricotta cheese bedspread all around the fucking shells. And now all of a sudden, you've got this yellowy white goodness. All right? Pause. This yellowy white goodness inside your bowl or on your plate or however you eat it. I cooked the entire tray. My lady said, I'm so happy that I get to eat this for the next four days. Because that's how, for some reason, I don't know how to cook for two people. I always, I always cook for like four, five people for some reason. Must be the Italian in me. I'm always cooking that way. And my baked ziti was no different. I'm going to be completely honest. I made a fat plate of baked ziti. It was in there for about two days. Um, it is gone now. Most of it was eaten. There was probably like a bowl, a big bowl left. But yeah, it was still layered nice. The cheese still melted well. If you put it back in the oven, it's still perfection. Put it in the microwave. That's a quick way of eating it if you got to be on the go, but you still want some fire on the go. That's what you can do. Just put it in the microwave. But definitely don't put it in the air fryer. I wouldn't trust air fried baked ziti. That just sounds really weird. Then at the same time, I would eat deep fried baked ziti. I wouldn't eat air fried baked ziti. That just sounds horrible. But deep fried baked ziti, that sounds fucking fire. Like a breadcrumb crust, like an Italian breadcrumb crust just covered around. I guess that's just a ravioli, right? A fried ravioli. That's all I'm thinking of. Depending on what you put inside your ravioli. But yeah. That's what I that's what I cooked last week. I've also been cooking a lot of steaks. I love cooking steaks. I'll cook steaks two different ways. I'll cook steaks like a like a no normal like sear type steak, cooking steak. I'll season it with my own seasoning that I've made over the years. It's basically just salt, pepper, and this fiery tang type shit all mixed together. Um but you got you know, but you coat it, you fucking season it, both sides around the crust. And I've been cooking it that way. But another way that I normally cook it is I'll marinate my steaks in this like marinade with made of like barbecue sauce, uh, Worcestershire sauce or W sauce, honey, garlic, a little 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 onion oil. You know what I mean? There's like a, there's like a whole mixture that goes into it, and I let that marinate for a few hours, and then I'll put that on a hot pan, 
throw that on a hot pan and let that cook. Once it's done, you can take that out, let them rest. But the rest of that sauce and that marinade that's been sitting inside the pan cooking, throw a little flour in that bitch. Let me tell you, that shit will be thick. Get that mixed up. A nice little gravy for your mashed potatoes. Now you've got some fire marinade steak and some delicious mashed potatoes and gravy. Homemade gravy, real quick. You didn't even you didn't even know you were gonna have gravy tonight, but guess what? Daddy made gravy. And you know why? Because I had the capability to do so. I wouldn't have gone out of my way to make that gravy, but now you just have that ability because you're just using your fucking marinade. That fire ass marinade, mind you, because you made it. Alright? It's fire because you made it. Have confidence in your marinade making skills. You know it's good. That's why you're marinating. That's why we're eating it tonight, right? Because it was delicious. That's how I feel every time I marinate my steak. You got to have that confidence when you cook. Everything you everything you cook, you have to be critical of it, but at the same time, be complimentary of it. I eat so many fucking things, and I'll just be like, yo, that's fire. And it's not even fire. It's just different from what I'm used to eating. But there are so many things that I'll cook, and I'm like, yo, that is fire, because I didn't think it was going to come out good. That's that confidence you got to have. You know what I mean? I used to make ramen fancy before I knew ramen could be fancy. You know, I only knew ramen because I was broke and that's super cheap to make. But if you really eat ramen, you know, like that ain't shit compared to real ramen. You go out there and you get those ramen, uh, those ramen bowls, shit like that. All the shit that comes in it, the way that you can eat it. It's amazing. It's kind of like what people marinate their steaks. Some people don't know that, you know, you can marinate it and then cook it that way. Cook down the gravy. Some people just don't know. And I just let you guys know. So you're, you're welcome. Yeah, so I, re- I really like cooking. It kind of passes the time. It is fun. It's fun to experiment. It's fun to come up with just random ideas or just go to the grocery store and just be like, all right, well, what, what sounds good? You shouldn't do that if you if you haven't gone food shopping prior. Like if you just go in for like one meal and you go in and you're like, well, oh, what, what sounds good? Let's just grab a bunch of shit and see what we can make. That's good. But you should always do a proper food shopping. Never go food shopping on an empty stomach, but I really love cooking. One thing that I really like doing and I don't know why it's like when I watch the Sopranos, like it makes me hungry. Like it makes me want just to have like the most Italian food. It makes me just want to go home to my grandmother and just have her cook for me again, making good fucking delicious food. Fried eggplant, which I don't even like, but fuck it. I'm watching the Sopranos. I like it right now. I like it tonight. Even like when I'm watching the Sopranos, like I'll, I'll, I'll want to eat like fucking gabagool and shit like everybody else. I'll get like meat trays or, or things like that from the deli. I used to have this deli by my old apartment that I go down. The guy, like, is literally from Italy. His wife, like, wakes up every day, makes, like, fresh managot, fucking fresh lasagna, shit like that. And then they just freeze it for the day, and they might sell it the next day, and that's about it. But literally, that's that's what they do. They come in really early. They get shit working. They make their own bread. They make everything in their in-house or they import it straight from Italy and shit like that. They make their own mozzarella. It's amazing they do everything in-house. Like you have to call like an hour beforehand to make sure you can get a plate of hot food just in case because she has to make it from scratch. So I'm just saying the shit, the shit is wild. But I used to go down there and I would always get my meat and I would get like gabagool, uh, mortadella. Because I like bologna, and mortadella is just like a fancier version of bologna. You know what I mean? It's, it's like olive loaf bologna. I'd get that. I'd get some gabagool. I'd get some salami, and I'd get that cheese, bro. They really had like fresh bricks of mozzarella cheese and like 
The fucking moots. It's delicious. They also import like a bunch of sauces and shit there. But it's like very, 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 uh, very Italian. It's pretty expensive because of it. Not because they're Italian, but because like the import shit, it's very expensive. Small business, but the guy's been there for a very long time. It's pretty dope. I'm not going to tell you the name of it because I don't need to. Keep it there. But it was delicious meat. It was delicious food. And every time I watch The Sopranos, it makes me always want to go there. I've been trying to cook so much. Like, I discovered I like Brussels sprouts and shit like that. Like, I hated Brussels sprouts as a kid. But I think, honestly, the more that I think about it, I'm not even sure if I've ever had a Brussels sprout. And I might have just hated it because, like, that was, like, the cliche vegetable to hate. Brussels sprouts and broccoli. and But, like, bro, both Brussels sprouts and broccoli are fucking fire. They actually taste the same. Very delicious. All right? I love vegetables. I love fruit, too. Like, I love apples. Like, give me a good fucking Fuji apple, and it's a wrap, bro. Fuji apples are my shit. I will fight you over what type of apple is the best any day because it is Fuji. Because I've eaten a lot of different apples, and now I'm old enough to determine why I don't like certain apples. Like, Red Delicious used to be my favorite growing up, but I think it was just because I like the color. Now that I eat them now, they're just way too soft. I love that crisp that a Fuji apple gives you. And it's not a honey crisp because honey crisps aren't like, they're like a little bit sweeter, a little bit tarter, I guess, than actual Fuji apples. But Fuji apples are just like perfect. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you could taste the sugar in every bite with those goddamn things. Yeah. I'm, all right, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat. I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that comes full circle. Uh, this has been the Wednesday Lunch Podcast here on Prior Knowledge Radio. When's lunch? Cause your boy's getting hungry. Mr. Wind, bitch, and I'm coming with the munchies now. Serve me your plate, you know what it is. The mixed greens, potato salad, and a rack of ribs. Prior knowledge. And we cooking on the beat. Season the track, I'm coming raw, the slaughter meat. The shit is slapping, awesome Chris Rock shit. Now acknowledge me, ho, I'm on my big dog shit. And I'm white and skinny, and I'm far from piggy. And I'm ready to die, so who wanna come with me? Low down and shifty, my chick is real pretty. Her booty big too, where she wanna get with me? Long hair, scallywag, swagger of a Cali dad Ask me if I give a fuck, the answer is I never have Eating a chopped cheese, I'm sipping coffee While I'm sitting in the kitchen while your girlfriend talks me When's lunch? Your boy's getting hungry Miss a win, bitch, cause I'm coming with the munchies Serve me a plate, man, you know what it is Mixed greens, potato salad, a rack of ribs uh, When's lunch? Your boy's getting hungry Mr. Win, bitch, and I'm coming with the munchies Serve me a plate, man, you know what it is Mixed greens, potato salad, a rack of ribs <laughs> How was that one, Ryan?